Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. If you're listening by computer, we welcome you. If you're listening uh, because you have downloaded this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus from our website, we certainly welcome you as well today. We want to stop right now at this point in time before we get uh, time conscious down near the end of the broadcast to thank God for WMAF and those who broadcast the gospel on it, our fellow ministers. We see every sincere, uh, honest, <laughs> Bible-believing, Bible-teaching minister as our brothers and sisters in the harvest field. And we are grateful to be part of the great company around the world that is publishing the Word of God. And I believe when this gospel of the kingdom, as it is written, is preached into all the world as a witness, then shall the end come. Oh, but we have a space of opportunity to get the gospel to the world. And we're grateful for radio. We're grateful for every television ministry that is that is legitimate. Every preacher that is God-called and is committed to that call and and proving that commitment by ministering the unadulterated word of God with boldness in this generation without compromise. We link our arms, our hearts with you, and we pray that God will bless us all together as we work together for the glory of God, the furthering of his kingdom, and above all, as part of that, the bringing in of the souls that he he wants to save. Praise God. Well, we have a uh, we have a, an opportunity to give thanks also to our listening audience. There are those of you that are consistent listening. You're part of the listening family uh, of WMAF and of the broadcast on it, and our broadcast as well. And we certainly welcome you today to this broadcast. We're coming up on Thanksgiving Day. It's getting very close, and uh, we want to uh, talk to you today from the Word of God. Challenge ourselves today as Christians uh, about being consistent in our thanksgiving, not just a day, but every single day of our life. We want to talk about, therefore, we're going to have to give thanks in all things, because life is indeed, like the song says, like a mountain railroad. Hallelujah. It is twisting and turning, and we never know what another day is going to bring. Uh, But we need to have uh, already a plan that no matter what happens, we're going to give thanks unto God, because this is His will. And we're going to read that from 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, where it simply says, here's the challenge to me, to you, to every child of God, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I like what the Amplified says of that. It says, thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you, you who are in Christ Jesus, the mediator and the revealer of that will. It is God's specific, perfect will that we be thankful in all circumstances. And the greatest test of faith 
is whether or not we will give thanks consistently in all the circumstances of life. Thanksgiving always encourages a grateful spirit. And the habit of giving thanks to the Lord is good. Someone said it brings joy to the heart of God. We overcome negative circumstances. We face life with a positive attitude. So we're both blessed. God is blessed because he sees that we appreciate his promise. Uh, no matter what is going on to cause everything to work together for good. Amen. And his promise to us that no matter what we go through, that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. And his promise to listen to us when we pray and call upon him as our heavenly father in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So even in the midst of the trouble that comes and when we don't understand what is going on or why this is happening, if we will thank him for his promise to be with us in that trouble, his promise to deliver us from the intent of that trouble, which is to get us to doubt or accuse him and to go into discouragement and despair. And his promise to take that trouble and weave it into his eternal purpose for our good and his glory. Hallelujah. We have a reason to give thanks unto the Lord. There's a wonderful true story that, that I'm going to quote from, from uh, uh, a, a, a pastor by the name of Jack Hinton from New Bern, North Carolina. And I'm going to read this. While on a short-term mission trip, Pastor Jack Hinton from New Bern, North Carolina, was leading worship at a leper colony on the island of Tobago. There was, there was time for one more song, so he asked if anyone had a request. A woman who had been facing away from the pulpit turned around. And I'm quoting him. He said it was the most hideous face I had ever seen. Hinton said the woman's nose and ears were entirely gone. The disease had destroyed her lips as well. She lift, lifted up a fingerless hand in the air and asked, Can we sing, Count Your Many Blessings? Count Your Many Blessings. That great thanksgiving hymn of the faith. Count Your Many Blessings. Count them one by one. And you will be amazed at what the Lord has done. Overcome with emotion. Hinton left the service. He was followed by a team member who said, Jack, I guess you'll never be able to sing that song again. Yes, I will, he replied, but I will never sing it the same way. Paul said that the will of God is for you and I to have a grateful spirit, that in everything that we would give thanks it not only brings joy to God when we acknowledge we have a Father in heaven that will keep every promise that He's made, that will bring us through every circumstance, hallelujah, and will cause good to come out of the intended evil of that circumstance. You see, a grateful spirit not only makes God joyous and blesses Him, it blesses us. It makes a person happier, and it certainly makes life better. 
Complaining will never make you feel better. <laughs> it's called venting, and I know we need to talk about our troubles sometime. But I've never eaten possum that wasn't cooked right. In fact, I haven't eaten possum at all. A lot of people have tried it, but I am told that if it isn't cooked right, it's a tough meat. And 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 it actually, as one person put it, the more I chewed it, it seemed like it got bigger instead of smaller, and I had to spit it out. Our friend of mine, the more we chew on our troubles, the more we chew on our problems, the bigger they're going to seem in our life. But if we get in to this area that God is calling us to, to always have an attitude of gratitude, to give thanks in all things. Many times, many times, that whole situation will turn around because we're praising God instead of chewing that big chunk of trouble. And it's getting bigger and bigger the more we talk about it. Hallelujah. The focus when we praise God with a heart full of thanksgiving in the midst of our trouble is the focus shifts from our trouble to our God who promised to be with us in the trouble and deliver us from the trouble if we will keep our trust in Him and take us through the trouble and actually use the trouble <laughs> to do to develop virtues in us that are essential to being consistent in our faith. The Bible said, "Tribulation worketh patience, and patience is a virtue." That will help us to trust God no matter what we're going through and see His deliverance no matter what we are facing. Praise God. The circumstances may not immediately change when you start thanking Him, but inside us there's going to be a change. And that change in us will cause us to keep trusting God through the circumstance so that He can in His timing. And while developing what He wants within us, bring us into His eternal purpose. It'll all work together for our good and His glory. I think we're all a lot like the little girl at Christmas. Her grandmother sent her a pincushion as a present. <laughs> she wrote a thank you note that her mother made her write in which she said, Thank you for the pincushion. I liked it but not very much. Amen. Or like Winston Churchill, when he lost his first election, his wife said, Don't be discouraged. This loss may be a blessing in disguise. He responded by saying, If it's a blessing, it's very well disguised. Well, I want to add to that today that many blessings are disguised, but they are blessings some of the greatest blessings of my life has been some of the, the strongest trials of my life. Where in that deep valley, I got to know God more intimately and more personally. And I discovered the sufficiency of His grace. And I discovered the, the wonderful faithfulness of Him to me. And I, I found out it wasn't my grip on God that was keeping me strong. It was His grip on me. Praise God. So the greatest foundation for consistent thankfulness is the spiritual fact that God is always in control. 
Romans 8 and verse 28 said, in for, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to His purpose. Praise God. The Amplified said, All things work together and are fitting into God's plan for good. Phillips, that old translation, says everything that happens fits into a pattern for good. I was talking to someone Sunday after the Sunday church service about God's ways and God's moving and God's plan and God's eternal purpose and how how this very fact helps us to get through things that we may not understand at the moment. My wife used to do needlepoint, was part of our conversation. I would come home from work and I would see this this hoop or this uh, uh, laying on the uh, couch or a table and it would be upside down and all of these various multicolored strands of, of, of yarn was hanging from it. And I, it looked like chaos. It didn't look like anything uh, and until I flipped it over to see what she was working on. And she would be halfway through a beautiful, beautiful scene. Maybe flowers in front of a picket fence in front of a cottage uh, with a stream running beside of it and the sun shining in the sky. And I thought, oh, what a beautiful, beautiful, when this is finished, how beautiful this is. But from the back side, from our side of the eternal purpose of God and of heaven, we see a lot of times the strands and sometimes the troubles that he is weaving into a beautiful pattern, something beautiful, something good, hallelujah, is going to happen if we will hang in there with God, if we won't be discouraged, if we will trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding and without having to understand, begin to thank God for His faithfulness, thank God for His love, thank God for His Son and our Savior Jesus Christ upon the cross. You know, we can thank God for those things right in the middle of a deep valley and right in the middle of great trouble and trial. Sometimes blessings are disguised and we're disappointed and then discouraged. But if we know that God loves us and is in control, we can still be thankful. Corey Tin Boom in The Hiding Place, the book she wrote about her experiences in that terrible, terrible prison camp of Ravensbrück, relates an incident which taught her this principle. She and her sister Betsy had just been transferred to the worst German prison camp they had seen yet, Ravensbrück. Upon entering the barracks, they found themselves extremely, uh, in a situation extremely overcrowded and flea-infested. Their scripture reading that morning was First Thessalonians that we read today. <laughs> in everything, give thanks. And it reminded them to rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in all circumstances. Betsy, Corey's sister, told her to stop and thank God for every detail of their new living quarters. Corey at first flatly refused to give thanks for the fleas, but Betsy persisted. She flatly and finally <laughs> succumbed. 
During the months spent at the camp, they were surprised to find how openly they could hold Bible study and prayer meetings without the guards interfering. It was several months later when they learned that the guards would not enter the barracks because of the fleas. Friend of mine, God means it when He says He can take everything and work it together and weave it together for our good and His glory. So, friend, a thankful heart today will always seek out and find God's blessing in all the circumstances of life. I believe every one of us struggle with being consistently thanksgiving, giving thanks. It's easier to complain than it is to be consistent in thanksgiving. Our flesh loves to complain. <laughs> I call it the mully grubs when we just sit and complain about our circumstance. As Christians, we need to know and have it settled and have no question that everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, is working together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. So be determined to ascribe unto God the love and power that He exerts over all the universe and over our lives and express that knowledge through thanksgiving. I like Psalm 30 and verse 11. It said, Thou hast turned for me my morning to dancing, and thou hast put off my sackcloth and, and girded me with gladness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the end, verse 12 says, That my glory may sing praise unto thee, and not be silent, Lord my God. I will give thanks unto thee forever. That is that consistency in thanksgiving. Psalm 50 and verse 14 says, Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows to the Most High. And verse 15 says, And then, and call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Hallelujah. Be thankful and praising God, because God not only can, but here it says, He will. He will hear your cry. He will deliver you. You don't get God to answer you by complaining. <laughs> you get God to answer you by complying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. By doing what He said to do when the trouble comes in everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. So many times the will of God is difficult to perceive or, or to understand, but here it is crystal clear. Make no mistake about it. Have no doubt about it. God wants to help us when our troubles come, but He needs our compliance with His Word and His will and His ways. Hallelujah. I've often said, and I want to say it to this, to our congregation and to this listening congregation today, there are two times when it is most important and critical to give praise to God when you feel like it, and especially of those two when you do not. There's something about 
what Paul and Silas did in a Roman jail, held over for probably execution the next day if they could. <laughs> but at, at, at midnight... At the darkest hour, not only of the, of the 24-hour cycle, but in their life, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And it was not while they were making petition. It was while they were praising Him. And praise is based on a grateful heart. True praise is given in gratitude. All of it is given in gratitude to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God shook that prison. God opened those prison doors. There's someone right now maybe in a prison of fear or a prison of depression or a prison of despair. God wants you to praise Him right where you are. Don't wait for the deliverance to come. Make way for the deliverance to come. Praise God with a grateful heart. Thank Him for loving you enough to give His Son. Thank Christ for loving you enough to go to the cross and take your place. And thank God for His promise to never leave you and never forsake you. And thank God that He is in control and good is going to come. Hallelujah. God's going to see to it. God will not let you down. God will not fail you. You need to ascribe that to Him by faith and praise Him anyhow. Hallelujah. Psalm 105 and verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name and make known His deeds among the people. Verse 2 says, Sing unto Him, sing psalms to Him, talk ye of all His wondrous works. And verse 3 said, Glory ye in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Hallelujah. The greatest incentive for thanksgiving in my life, and consistency. And there's so many things when we really look for them to give God thanks for. I love the great song by Andre Crouch. How can I say thanks for all the things that Thou hast done, things so undeserved. Ah, friend, to God be the glory is the theme of that song. It is the it is the, the 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 chorus of that song, and it should be the theme of our heart and the chorus of our praise. But the greatest incentive for thanksgiving is the cross of Jesus Christ. His great love for us was expressed in His sacrifice at Calvary, the shedding of His blood for our sins. That's something that I can look to as an anchor for my soul when I'm tempted to be discouraged and to complain instead of to thank Him and praise Him. And friend of mine, for God so loved the world, is still the greatest, greatest statement in all of the Word of God. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. No matter what state I find myself in, I can thank God 
for the gift of His Son, and Christ for the gift of Himself upon the cross. And I can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I praise you. I honor you. I give glory to your name. Hallelujah. President Abraham Lincoln's proclamation for a national day of fasting, humiliation, and prayer we have come to call Thanksgiving. He made the proclamation on April 30th, 1863. And I want to quote today in closing, We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved the many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We've forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom or virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Too proud to pray to God that made us. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. The reason he said this, this proclamation for fasting, humiliation, and prayer is because people become ungrateful. We as ancient Israel, when God brought them out of Egypt, the Bible said that they forgot the hand of the Lord that brought them up out of the land of Egypt. And I do not want to forget the goodness and the grace of God that brought me out of spiritual blindness and spiritual bondage. Oh, I love that great song that says, Roll Back the curtain of memory now and then, and show me where you took me from and where I might have been. Today, as we get ready to celebrate all of the blessings of our life, this day we called Thanksgiving Day. God wants you to do more than just gobble till you wobble. Oh, there was more feasting than fasting in, in, the, in the national life of covenant Israel. God says to celebrate and to celebrate with feasting. Feast of the tabernacles, the feast of trumpets, hallelujah, the, the, the fatted calf that is feasted upon to celebrate the prodigal son coming home. But this is not just about filling our bellies. This is about filling our hearts with gratitude. So as we eat to the full, we remember all those who are starving all over the world. We remember those who are not only starving physically, but are starving spiritually. For that that only can satisfy the deepest longings of the human soul. And that is this salvation, this forgiveness, this love, this promise of eternal life in the world to come and God's presence with us every step of the way on that journey home. 
So today, we want to take this opportunity that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you've never met Him, you don't understand the greatness and the goodness of God that is in Jesus Christ toward you. The great love that He offers you today. The great grace, the forgiveness that we all so desperately need and that He so wonderfully grants and gives today. The peace of mind, the peace of heart, the promise of a future unending that death itself cannot conquer. Today we invite you to come to know Christ as your Savior and that you might celebrate Thanksgiving maybe for the first time in your life with the complete joy and fulfillment that only He can give. And today if you're a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, before you give thanks for the food on the table this coming Thursday, give thanks for Christ on the cross. Oh, we love you today. Will you come back next week? And let's talk about Jesus. Thank you.